Growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. Hey, it's GQ here. Thank you for joining us on the How We Solve podcast. Today, I have with me Romain, co-founder and CEO of Gorgeous, a customer support help desk specially designed for e-commerce stores such as Shopify and Magento. They work with more than 2,000 brands, including Steve Madden, Movement, and Rothis. Welcome, Romain. Really excited to have you here with us today. Hey, GQ. Yeah, thank you so much for, for having me today. I want to say I'm super excited because like, uh, I think like one of the, the entrepreneur journey, most interesting part is like to like, uh, figure out like problem after problem, how you fix them. So like, uh, yeah, pretty excited to be on the show and talk about that. Yeah, we're des- definitely super excited to have you here. In fact, I think the first time we started chatting was uh, about two years ago when we met and we were discussing about customer experience. And it's really interesting to see how far Gorgeous has come since then with all the latest implementations that you have. And I think it's it's really wonderful. And we started also working with some clients together. And I, I just love the fact that, you know, where the product is going. And, and we've gotten also some feedback with, you know, the new clients that we've onboarded that they really like your tool and how streamlined it is. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're trying to uh, convert customer service into something that can generate money for, for merchants. And uh, it seems that's, uh, that's a, a new message that resonates well. So we're going to keep building towards that. All right. Cool, cool. So I think our listeners are obviously very curious about your backstory. Would you mind sharing a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm kind of like a, a productivity nerd. So I like to automate stuff. Like So like basically, like uh, whenever I find myself like doing something multiple times, I try to use like Zapier or like shortcuts or like uh, try to code something to, to save time. So that's a bit of uh, who I am. And so uh, I started Gorgias like four years ago uh, with my co-founder, uh, Alex Bulgaru. And so the initial idea was to uh, save time to people that write emails a lot. So a typical example would be like uh, you would have like uh, you'd always like insert your calendar link or you would always like uh, like respond the same thing to the same question. So we built something to like insert templates to uh, to respond to people. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how uh, I got into like the, uh, the entrepreneurship journey. And so like from there, like what we realized is that like, most of the customers were actually support agents. And so that's how we ended up building a, a customer service platform for e-commerce websites. Right. And, and how, how did that first spark of an idea came about? Like what made you decide, okay, cool. We want to build this tool today. Was it like a problem that you came across or, you know, how, how did that, how did that start? Yeah. So, uh, like Alex and I had like this use case of like responding a lot to, uh, to customers. So that was like a need. So like we say, Hey, like, let's build something simple. And, uh, and then like from there, like, uh, let's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, like, we'll have a product, have users and build on top of it. Okay. Okay. Super cool. So as you know, you know, we, we kind of caught up a little bit just now, um, the, how we solve podcast, we share different solutions that experts like yourself have come up with, you know, to tackle major problems that you face in your day to day in your business and how you grow your business and so on and so forth. Could you share like a key problem that you solved at gorgeous? Yeah. So, uh, of course, like there are many, many problems that we've, we've been working on and that's kind of like the whole startup thing is like, uh, you go from one problem to the other. But one that was really interesting, uh, I think, is uh, how to make something that people want. And so, like, this problem has, like, different steps. So, like, at, at first, like, uh, you, you try, when we started building the help desk, like, you were, like, trying to have, like, a first 10 customers. And so, like, the approach was very one-to-one. And then, like, moving forward, like, when you have, like, uh, hundreds and then thousands of customers, like, the approach is more like, uh, how do you keep listening to your customers at scale? 
And I think that's something like uh, a lot of businesses like uh, struggle a little bit with. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so that's the problem we, uh, we've been working on, on solving. So, uh, yeah, uh, I look forward to uh, digging into it. All right. All right. So why and when did you tackle this problem? Maybe you can share kind of how that went. Yeah, sure. So I think the first step, uh, like George, like working on this problem was like very early in the company. So we, want, we knew we wanted to build something to uh, help agents provide a better customer experience. And so like the, the first step was to, uh, like, we were just like two people working on this idea. And so like uh, the first step is like, uh, okay, let, let's start building a product. And then as much as you can, like basically like the, the, one of the big mistakes that uh, you can do when you build a startup is that you build something that is not that helpful and then like nobody's going to use it. So, uh, like the, the first way we, uh, we started to focus on this problem was to say, hey, let's build something and let's try to sell it. And we would fail, like, uh, for something like seven or eight months. Like, we, I, I would like wow. pitch 10 companies every week and, uh, and they would tell me, oh, it's interesting. And then, like, uh, they radio silence after that. So, like, we, but what was really cool about this process, even though like, it was like a, a succession of failures for months and months. Uh, is that every time there was like, oh, you don't have this thing, or like, uh, I like this, but it's not scaled enough. So the value of selling it was more to, uh, was not to make money, which is kind of strange at first. It was more like to, to collect feedback on like, uh, why is it that people don't want to buy yet? And what do we need to build in order to like meet the bar? Uh, because yeah, how best is uh, like uh, an industry that's been around for like quite a bit? So like there is like an entry level, so you need to have like uh, some sort of feature set. And so for us, like the first way we uh, like the first reason we had to fix the problem is of course because the other company the other products that people want. So that was step one. And uh, after step one, like things started to 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 work. So basically, like we, we had like a, I thought like a, something like hundred customers, uh, so Shopify merchants uh, starting to to use Gorgeous. And so like during step one, it was very much like a. I would speak with customers, then we would sync with the team, decide what to build, and then we would like talk to customers again and hear the feedback. So it was pretty much like a the qualitative state, right? And so this part, like it's kind of intuitive, like you want to like build something, get feedback, iterate, that's uh, that makes sense. The second step, which is kind of uh, harder, and I think like, uh, that's something that it's easy to get wrong, uh, and you probably uh, get some part of it wrong still is uh, to build this with a quantitative approach. With, with, with a what approach again, sorry? With quantitative. So it means that once you have like 2,000 customers, there's no way you can talk to them uh, on a monthly basis to uh, like get their feedback on what you should do. And so the challenge is that you might still do that. For example, like uh, yesterday I was talking with like one of our customers, like Steve Madden, like they give us feedback on the product, change this, that, and that. But the question is like your job, uh, now that you have like a, thousands of customers is not to accommodate the needs of one person, it's to make sure like your product delivers the max uh, amount of value to, to, the, to the wide uh, net of people. So, so yes, yeah, so the challenge is like, how do you build this feedback mechanism at scale? How do you make sure like every time somebody tells you like, hey, like this part of your product sucks, or like uh, I have this need that you're not helping me with, how do you make sure like you're like very clear and that like, uh, it's not like, hey, thank you customer for your feedback, goodbye. That most businesses do, mm-hmm. but how, how do you like basically uh, listen to this feedback? 
Okay. Okay. So if, uh, I mean, like, like if, how, how would you kind of, and you're saying like in terms of setting up this feedback loop, how are like some practical steps? Like, like, you know, if today, if we want to, if, if I'm a SaaS founder and I kind of want to set up something similar that you've done, what are kind of like the key steps that we can do to kind of go in that direction? Yeah. So basically the, the, the step to, uh, the steps in order to like, uh, make something that people want, uh, let me restart. So, so basically, so to, to make something people want, you need to do two things. So one is measure all the inputs you have from your, your customers. Uh, so what, like basically, like you need to list like all the touch points you have with customers. So in our case, like uh, there is NPS, which is a net promoter score. So basically, people would like tell us how much they like the product. Then that goes to uh, like if they give us some feedback, that goes to a software called Product Board. We have support tickets. So a lot of time, like, uh, like our customers would chat with our support team. And then they would tell us like, Hey, can we do this or that? And so basically like, uh, like the, the support agent would like answer and try to help them as much as possible. But when there is something that, uh, the, the, the customer cannot do on the platform, then it also goes to product bar as a piece of feedback. And the last one is on the sales side because like our sales team has like the hour long conversations or 30 minute long conversations with customers. And there's always like a lot of information there that that's really valuable as well to uh to act uh on that side for example somebody would tell us like hey like uh, can we respond to instagram dms on gorgeous and so even though it's not possible uh on the facebook side like we know we want to know like that's something that customers want so that as soon as facebook makes it available then like we we are on top of it and we we go live as soon as possible so step one is like we listen to all of the feedback step two is that we we classify it so we end up with like something like 5,000 uh, feedback points from, uh, from customers. And uh, there's a version on our team that matches this with features. So uh, at the end of the day, like what we have is like a list of like about like 400 features, feature requests that people want. And so we can score them based on uh, how big the customer is. So if there is like a customer service leader that represents like a team of like 30 agents, then they're going to score high if it's a solo team. It's going to score low. And so that gives us like an order of priority. And so we are able to know like, okay, like if like uh, this, like we have a top 10 of features and then we know like, okay, like we need to focus on this top 10 because that's what our customers are asking. Uh, so that's step two. Step two is like, we have something very clear on uh, what to build. After that, like, so we like do some research, like talk to customers, build it. And then we need to uh, like ship it and promote it to customers. And so what's really interesting is that you are able to close the loop here. So mm -hmm. specifically, like if somebody says, hey, uh, I'd like to have like, a, say like automatic assignment of tickets, then we are able to say, hey, like, it's live. And then we notify these people, like we send them a personal note saying, hey, like, thank you so much for uh, your feedback here. We've delivered like what you wanted, like uh, this is how to use it. And then you also have the part of like, you need to identify like among all your customers, like who is likely to be interested uh, by this feature and then like push that towards them. And the challenge here is like, if you ship like seven or eight features a month, you want to make sure that you don't overwhelm people with like uh, too much feature notifications. So you want to push like the right feature to the right audience. So for example, if we improve our, uh, our recharge integration, which is like recharge the subscription product for, for Shopify store, like we want to update our recharge customers, of course, and not everybody. So from inputs to like closing the loop, shipping the features and getting people to use it. That's, that's kind of how we, we prioritize uh, the, the, the feedback from customer and make sure we act based on what they tell us. 
Okay. Yeah, I think that is really, really super helpful because I think there's quite a bit of startups where it's like, how do you choose to prioritize the features that you need to develop for your for your product to move forward, right? And so I think I think what you suggested, what Romain suggested, is super fantastic. Kind of like understanding, you know, uh, prioritizing based on the on your customers' needs, and then understanding like you know the size and the severe not severity but the urgency, I guess, and the prioritization of the task that that really will help a lot. Hundred percent. Yeah. The, the challenge is that. Uh, there is always a part that is like uh, quantifiable, which is like listen to your customers. And then there is the part which is like uh, build like something that you think is going to happen that your customers are not asking for right now. Mm-hmm. So the, there is like a debate on how you balance the two. So on our mm-hmm. side, like we do something like 60% we build what customers want and 40% we build like what we think they're going to want. So there is also, uh, always like this uh, bet of saying, hey, like we think our customers want to make money from support. So let's, let's like build some features. And then you, instead of like doing the, the feedback loop before, you do it after. So you launch the feature, you measure the usage, you ask customers what they want, and then you inform if that's a good idea or not. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's, here's a really interesting question. So in, in the line of data, right? So there's always this concept of like, when you measure things, the concept of vanity metrics and maybe over measuring too many data points. Well, what is your, I guess, your, your tip or your hack or your uh, maybe principle when it comes to, you know, what data points do you pick? How do you choose? Because I assume in this case, kind of like less is more like what are the key metrics you would measure? How do you determine what to measure and, you know, what to exclude? Because you can get so much information these days, you know. Yeah, for sure. So on the vanity metric side, like the, I'll take the easy part first and the, the complex <laughs> part afterwards. So on the vanity <laughs> metric side, like uh, basically vanity metrics are metrics that can only go up. So for example, you don't want to use how many times a feature has been used. You want to use how many times a feature has been used over a period of time compared to the previous period. So okay. basically, like uh, that, that's basically what we do on our, all our metrics. Like the metrics can go up or can go down. Like, and so it's really important that they can go down because otherwise you're just like, oh, like look how beautiful my uh, my startup is, but uh, <laughs> that's not reality. So you don't want to live in a fairy tale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's for for vanity metrics. Yeah, the the, the second part of the question, which is like, uh, how do you like figure out like what data point you you focus on yeah. and what are like the other things that you ignore? So. I'd say there are like two approaches to it. Like one is the, uh, the qualitative approach, which is to say, hey, like, uh, what are the things we care about? And just have a discussion with your team. So on our side, it's like how many messages are being sent? How long are agents spending on each ticket? Are they using macros? And true, yes, we could track like uh, what is the position of the tag they select in the like, dropdown of 200 things. But like, it's not like uh, one of our like, top 10 metrics that we want to focus on. So like, I think like it's more like of a, a qualitative approach to like put you in the shoes of the customer and say, hey, like, mm-hmm. what are the things that matter? What are the things that take time? And that's how we like shortlist the, the things that we, that we measure and, and focus on. Okay. Um, typically, like, uh, like one, one interesting thing here is like you want to have like a, a few North Star metrics. Uh, so like typically for a startup, that's like growth. And then that can be like a value delivered to customers. What is value for, for customers? Uh, on our side, it's like how fast you, you respond to your customers and uh, what is the satisfaction. And so like you have those, those North Stars here and then you try to break them down into like three, four submetrics max. And so this way you are able to like focus on a set of like uh, less than 10 metrics that inform your North Stars that are the, the, the directions in which you want to go. Okay. So I'd say that's the uh, the answer, like on the on the qualitative side that we that we uh, took. 
on the like, hey, like if you have like tens of thousands of like uh, feedback, like how do you decide like what is relevant versus not? Like on our side, we just count. Like we analyze everything, and like if something is asked wow. by five people and something is asked by fifty people, we disregard the thing that's asked by five people. Okay, okay. We think it has more impact for our end customers. That makes sense. That makes sense. So what are some of the books or tools or any resources that you would recommend, you know, uh, for, for our listeners to kind of like, you know, read up for them to get better knowledge uh, around this topic? Yeah. Uh, so I think like there are like some fundamentals and then there are some, uh, some ones, some uh, books and resources that are like for afterwards. So like fundamentals are like lean startup, like very, like that, that's the classic that tells you like, <laughs> Hey, like you need to run this process of like uh, listening, iterating. Uh, uh, so I think like this one is good if you are like, don't, are not super familiar with the, the startup world. Then like, uh, um, like two others that I found really interesting were uh, a book called personal MBA, which okay. basically like tells you like, uh, if you were to do an MBA, like uh, what would you learn? And like, you can learn that like uh, a good chunk of this in like uh, a few hours of reading the book. As an anecdote, I did an MBA and I confirmed <laughs> the book covers oh, no. a, like, a large amount of the, uh, the, the MBA. So hundred uh, <laughs> percent. Um, nice. Another one that's, that, that has been like very uh, like uh, changing to me is a high output management. So this one is on how to build your organization with this mindset of measuring inputs, outputs, trying to always get better. So like the, the, the first one, like Lean Startup is like to give you like the, the framework and then like uh, high output management is like how to run the framework at scale. And so it's by a guy called Andy Grove, which is kind of the, the leader of uh, like the, the precursor of modern management who was like the CEO of Intel in the, in the 80s. Okay. And then, and then you also mentioned, what was that per personal MBA or something like that? Yep. Yep. So th this one gives you like, uh, examples on like, uh, how you can build like, uh, like small engines. So an engine is something that, or a machine that takes like inputs, converts them to outputs. And so that trains you to think of your business life as a combination of small machines here and there. And okay. so like, uh, what you want to do is act on how the machines work, how you can get more output or more better quality, uh, uh, outputs and so that's that's basically like frame your mind in terms of like uh, hey like how should i think of my business in order to uh, maximize the value that is eventually delivered to customers right super cool and um just to kind of round it up uh two two more questions um you know do you have a personal mission statement that you follow that you live by yeah um so uh, I'm European, so I'm not a big fan of like uh, making bold statements of like, yeah, <laughs> this is the mission of my life. Uh, but uh, if I had to pick one, I'd say like uh, automate work with data. It's kind of like, uh, like when you asked me about, like, at the introduction, like, uh, yeah, I like to like automate things, find shortcuts, all that stuff. So uh, that's, that's something like I always try to do like, uh, in like, uh, like my personal life sometime and uh, a lot in my, uh, in my role here at Gorgeous. All right. Yeah. No waste and lean startup. I completely like that. Automate as much as you can. That, no, nah, that, that, that's something that I think that, um, I, I think, and in fact, like I just, uh, this day and age right now, there's so many possibilities for people to kind of automate different aspects of their businesses or what they do that it just helps them be more highly effective and, you know, kind of rely less on having to, uh, I guess, do excessive manual tasks. And so yeah. I, I think like, yeah, for example, the one, the one thing that I like to bring up here with, with, with gorgeous that I really like, like from the get go, one of the most popular work, uh, workflows that you'll see, where is my order? <laughs> So that is yeah. like, <laughs> that is a really good one to just have up front there. So yeah, listening to 100%. customers, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. That's really so true. So uh, Romain, if someone wants to connect with you or, or with Gorgeous, well, what's the best way to do so? 
Sure. So uh, my email address is uh, Roman at Gorges.io. So like my first name uh, at, uh, at the company name.io. So uh, I think that's the best way. Like uh, I'm not so active on LinkedIn uh, in terms of like uh, responding to DMs. So yeah, email is best. All right. So that's Romain at Gorgeous.io. That's R-O-M-A-I-N at Gorgeous.io. And Gorgeous, by the way, is spelled as G-O-R-G-I-A-S. Just because some people think it's like gorgeous, like, you know, looking fabulous. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I understood. Yeah. I understood the gorgeous where it came from. Someone told me the, the backstory before. So that's, that's funny. Um, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. All right, cool. So while that wraps it up for our episode, thank you so much, Romain. And I think your insights will be so helpful for all of you viewers and listeners. So thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Sure. And um, uh, I did like a bunch of like a podcast and, uh, and like speaking engagement. And what has been really interesting is that afterwards, like sometimes there, there is like one or two things that uh, hopefully are helpful to uh, a few people. And so like, I'm happy to have these conversations or email and like, uh, hey, like uh, you said that, but there is this problem that you didn't mention. Like, uh, did you face it as well? So I, I love to have like this uh, like conversations on, with people that want to build things. All right, cool. You've heard the man. So, all right. Thank you for tuning in and subscribing to the How We Solve podcast. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.